I call him the Drake dick rider. Okay, I rides no dicks. I'll break your back. And she knows who I'm talking to. So shout out to that. Damn. Yo, 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 what's good? It's your boy, Stop Your 76. Joe Elect Zotica on Twitter. This is the Committee Podcast. Appreciate everybody listens. Definitely subscribe. Drop a comment on SoundCloud. Share with your friends. Real quick before we start, I want to shout out the, the homie, uh, Sam OQ at franchise underscore QB. Shout out to us out this week. Appreciate you listening, homie. Uh, definitely share with your friends. Let's get into it. So if you checked out the little mini episode me and Mr. Savage did uh, called uh, All Skits, No Hits Part 1, we kind of briefly got into the old Manny Fresh Scott Storch thing. Um, and with the whole T-Pain Little John battle, I saw a lot of... Uh, so a lot of people not keeping that same energy. So I know Mr. Savage, he had a lot to say. And I will reiterate, Manny Fresh got fucking washed. First of all, he didn't get it washed. What it, it shows is. What it is. No, no, no. no. Out, out, he got out. Here we go. What it shows is you have a bias against certain things. The nigga came out with tracks that weren't even his. And then all of you, all the people like you come out here and say, oh, the still DRE, still DRE. Man, that track is dated as fucking old, okay? It's not even all that. It's not better than back that ass up. The only issue that I have with Manny Fresh is he does have a lack of range. Scott Storch pulled out all he had. He's a fucking crackhead and a white person. And we both know that you're an undercover agent for the CIA. So that's why you're out here supporting him. Let's just keep it a buck there, sir. Thank you. And also, uh, before we get any further, fuck Gift Queen as always. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're going there. We got to be this mic. He's out of control. He is out of control. No, because you're not going to sit here. So speaking of the... You're not going to sit here I call him the Drake dick rider. Okay? I ride no dicks. I'll break your back. And she knows who I'm talking to. So shout out to that. So since you uh, brought up the uh, Ox DJ... Shout out to Tribbles and the Ox DJ. If you don't follow them, follow her at it's underscore Tribbles and the Ox DJ. And she's supposed to come on, but she, uh, you know, she took some of them good pills and she's been a little tired. You know, the uh, Allegra, whatever allergy medicine she she took is kicking in, so she jumped. She had to go to bed, but she just wanted to let you know that uh, her commentary was uh, just let the streets know that all the battles have been put poorly together. The only reason a lot of the battles were interesting was because we learned how artists, producers don't know how and when to play hits. <clears throat> that's a, that's an interesting point. That is a very interesting point. I don't think they were all put together bad. I think, again, initially it was supposed to be organic, but then it just became a whole thing. So maybe if they had set actual parameters and rules, instead of the rules that Southerners made up in their head when Manny Fresh got washed, okay, then I don't think it Aren't you a Southerner? I am, but I'm not biased though. I'm I reckon not biased that. either. I just prefer Manny Fresh. That's not a bias. Okay. I, I like his music. I will say, when it comes to like the whole like Southern thing, there is a little bit to that when it comes to like what songs are considered hits and what aren't considered hits because Manny Fresh is a Southern producer and he's from like New Orleans and he no, mostly only produces for Southern rappers. Whose fault is that? I'm not saying I'm I'm not saying it's you know I'm just saying that it is Shout to the Birdman. Shout out to the like, Birdman. Like if you produce a track like Project Bitch, like that's not gonna be a hit. Like it's a hit in the South, like for people like us, like Project Bitch bitch means something to us. Like Top Back, that means something to, to us. 
know what I'm saying? But those aren't mainstream records. So if you're going hit for hit, you're not going to be able to beat Naughty Girl. You're not going to be able to beat a 50 Cent song. You're not going to be able to beat a Beyonce song with Juvenile or a Manny Fresh song. Like, no matter which production you think is better, as far as I know, as far as the rules go, it was who had the most hits. And Scott Storch has the most hits tied to his name. If we're going to talk about who's a better producer, I think it could be a different discussion. I still think, probably, uh, I think nah, Scott probably still has that. It ain't even, ain't even a probably. It Let the man speak. Let the man speak. Okay, let him finish his point. But here's here's what, here's what I'll say about like Scott Storch and Manny Fresh. Like, yeah, Scott Storch won that battle. But if you were somehow able to get the time stone and go back in time and take away Scott Storch, like Scott Storch never exists in the music industry, how much of an impact is felt today? And I'm not saying I know everything, but, you know, maybe we don't get those keys on that Still Dre song. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we don't get a couple of 50 Cent hits. Maybe uh, Fat Joe doesn't get a couple hits, like those Miami hits that he got from Scott Storch. Maybe we don't get those. Now, you go back and you take away Manny Fresh, you're taking away a whole, like, state. You know what I'm saying? Because cash money, that doesn't exist without Manny Fresh. So we're talking about Baby. Big Timers, BG, Hot Boys, Juvenile, Lil Wayne. You take away Baby and Lil Wayne, now you're taking away Cash Money, Young Money. Now you're taking away Drake. You're taking away Nicki Minaj. You're taking away Tiger. You're taking away... Thank you, Tiger. I mean, yeah, but you you understand what I'm saying. Like, without Manny Fresh, New Orleans doesn't have their own sound. Like, I don't want to say they don't have their own sound. They don't have their own sound in hip-hop because they have their own sound with bounce music, but they don't have that bounce in in hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I mean, you still got Master P out there. No, no, see, and I, I, I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, Master, Master, P, Master, Master P, they didn't, they don't, they didn't. When Master P first came out, they didn't fuck with him in New Orleans because he was making super hard rap music. They weren't fuck with him. He didn't get successful until he went to Texas and California. Then he blew up. Then he had to come circle back around to New Orleans, and then they fuck with him because you know most New Orleans people they don't they don't get on you until you're hot, just like Saints fans. But like. New Orleans, Manny Fresh created a singular sound for the city of New Orleans. Without Manny Fresh, the whole music landscape is totally different. You take away Scott Storch? Yeah, so that's 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 an interesting point, but I feel like Baby would have just finessed some other New Orleans DJ into a bad contract that only allowed him to produce for five people his entire career. Now, we can also take that same time stone or take this the same if, if sort of fifth theory to say, hey, if you are a record label, in order for your record label to be successful, I need you to produce a hit album in any genre. Let's pick R&B, like I said. You had the choice to pick between Manny Fresh or Scott Storch to, to produce this album that is going to be the flagship of your record company for success. Which two of those guys are you going to pick that have the most success? And let's not even say R&B. Let's just say, hey, we need an album made. Who are you going to pick? That's what that's what that's where the range comes into play. That's where being the better producer overall comes into play. Again, Manny Fresh, Fresh is a legend. And this is and I think a lot of people got in their feelings. I think people got in their feelings because they act like he was in their family and then would defend the South's honor, I guess. That's fine. I'm not disrespecting him. And the people that are disrespecting him obviously do not know anything about the whole cash money thing. 
Like Manny Fresh is a legend. I repeat again, Manny Fresh is a legend. But he got, on the phone. he got watched. He got watched. Okay, so now we're over here lying. He got watched. It is what, what? it is. You got, oh, you got we'll record our conversation. Play it then. I don't have it recorded. I said, yeah, record. it, yeah. Okay, so we can. You don't be keeping that same energy at all. Let's keep it above. Anyways, so we can and all. You know agree. What else? Before you even go on, how can I trust your musical expertise? And you admit it, you don't even like Timberland. Like, nigga, who is you? First of all, we're Keep not gonna we're not gonna twist we're not gonna twist my words. I can't trust your music. We're not gonna twist we're not gonna twist my words. There's a difference between liking somebody and having a preference preference and then acknowledging that they have skills. You're you're which are two your different things. Lying, go ahead. That's two different things. But we can get in that another day. So we'll finally put the whatever nails are left to put in Manny Fresh's casket after Scott Storch obliterated him. <laughs> and we will move on to the uh, the next battle, which I found to be more interesting and more entertaining, to be honest, was uh, T-Pain yes, and Little John. 100%, 100%. So I will admit that I severely, severely misjudged Little John's uh, hits. Based off the rules, I thought that T-Pain would have an advantage, which, again, the rules changed, apparently, for Little John and T-Pain, because I didn't see any uproar on the internet about who produced what and who had the most credit on what song, but that's neither here nor there. But Little John, boy, he was out there. Little John didn't even empty the whole clip. Little John maybe emptied like a fourth of the clip and demolished T Pain. He almost fumbled at the end. I don't, I don't think there was any fumbling, man. Like it. Yeah, he did. He he, he really slacked up in the end. He and T Pain brought the heat in the end. So to me, I kind of felt like T Pain's biggest issue was sequencing. But then again, knowing Little John. It was a lot of tracks, Little John. Oh, I got, a, I got, I have a whole list. So these are songs Little John didn't play. Bia Bia, I don't give, uh, I don't give a fuck. Get Crunk, the blow, which is not really a hit, but I mean, if you like Crunk Juice, whatever. Grand Finale is not a hit, but it's probably one of my favorite, probably one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, Head Busta, Feel Up, that's not a hit. And this is where it gets confusing. And I'll finish listening back to my point. It was kind Pitbull, of a hit. Yeah, Pitbull, Kulo, Pitbull, Toma. I like Kulo. Kulo was a hit. T.I. Stand Up, T.I. I'm Serious Remix, Trillville Never Ever. I, that was a hit to me. Trillville, get some crunkier system, Young Buck, Shorty Wanna Ride. So this is the thing with this list. And I made this known, I think, to somebody on the phone or on Twitter. Like, one of my favorite produced Lil John songs is uh, David Banner, My Getcha. That's not a hit, but to me, it's one of Lil John's best productions. Just like some of these songs on this list, they're not hits, to anybody outside of the South. And I think that's where people get, we're getting confused in Manny Fresh thing. Just because Project Bitch is a hit in your household doesn't mean it is a hit based on the standards that was given from what I've been told for this contest. So, but I mean, to me, those are a lot of other songs he could have pulled out. So, and I, I don't think he played, a, I don't think he played, a, played no games either with a uh, fat No, he didn't. He didn't play, play no games or um, what's that other track he played? I'm not I'm trying to, not to get late tonight. But I'm trying to get paid. Another, another song that. That's not like right? Freak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, he didn't also yeah. play I, I Like Them Girls, which is a earlier hit. It was quite a few songs he didn't play. And he was also probably extremely drunk at the end, too. Oh, so. yeah. They were they were lit on that road. They were super lit. But T Pain, out, outside of uh, Five O'Clock, that song he played, I believe that every song that he played was an actual hit. Like, they were legit hits. But 
like like you said, the rules were, the rules are just hits. It's not did you write it? Did you produce it? Mm. It's just a song. Which that, that's just, that's what I that's what I saw. Because when I looked at, I went to Swiss Beats and Timberland's Instagrams, and it was like you know Battle of the Hits. So if your name is on it, then you can play. Because when he came out with Good Life, I was like. All right, hmm. like that was the first song he started yeah. out when he played that. I was like, I know he ain't produced that, maybe he wrote the hook. Like, I, I don't know, yeah, he, he was just on the hook, yeah. I'm but I didn't know if he wrote it or not, but I'm yeah. I don't think he did. But either way, like, you're coming out with that, so if that's and that's that's kind of like that set the bar, that sets the standard. Like, all right, T Pain is just a feature on this song, this ain't even his song, and he's playing it. Like, he did that, he did a lot of like a majority the entire list. Of the I got, you, got the, you got the list. Yeah, but he he did good life, then lowest, up down, booty work. Uh, up down was produced by DJ Mustard. Continue. Uh, I'm so hood. DJ Khaled, the runners got money. It wasn't him. Uh, go hard. I said I'm so hood, right? The runners. Yeah. Got money. Uh, hey baby, with the pitbull, five o'clock. Uh, the boss with Rick Ross. I'm sprung. He did write and produce that, I believe. Uh, Kiss Kiss. He did write and produce that, which I did not know, which is yeah, very uh Can't Believe It. The Two-Step Remix. I'm a Flirt Remix. Mm, shout, shout out to Robert Kelly. Yeah. It. Bartender. I'm in Love. Buy You a Drink. All I Do is Win Remix. So again, the same thing I said with Scott Storch. Which part of these songs did the heavy lifting? If it was the hook, then you can argue Scott Storch's keyboard riffs, which created the melodies for these hit songs that he had. They have to count. You have to use the same rules. You got to keep that same energy. You can't just pick and choose because you're you're southern. You're southern fucking. What they say, lesbian soccer coach Manny Fresh <laughs> lost the battle. Like them is the rules. Those are the rules they came up with, and now all of a sudden, I see a lot of crickets. Also, with this, there's some songs that. What, yeah, come on, man. It's I mean, but then how are you gonna have a legit battle anyway for either scenario? Because now on one let me speak because you have your time as always, because that's what you are. You're a fucking keyboard bully. But anyway, facts to me at the end of the day, like even with T Pain, he barely put out any of his own actual songs on the list. Like I'm talking about I know that he's not known as a producer, and of course he'd be overmatched if it's just production. But even with hit for hit, like most of these songs he just did the hook on. Well, John did at least the beat and some hooks on. I mean, sometimes he dropped the verse, sometimes not. But I mean, it's just kind of the artist that he is. He produced on all of his, all the songs that he played. He produced. Yeah, he definitely produced on all his. And it's like with T Pain, you're pulling. I mean. Yeah, on Shouty, your part was the most important part, I guess, but it's not your song. I mean, all I do is win. Yeah, important part, but it's not your song. So it's kind of it, it does make it kind of hard to judge the things. My only issue with I'm not even gonna go back to that. It, it's over, you know. <laughs> Manny Fresh lost, it is what it is. Uh to me, what it should have been is I would have liked to heard three six mafia. Versus Little John, I think that would have been a lot more fair because Three Six has a, quite a lot of hits, and they probably could have pulled out a, a international players anthem. So 
36 DJ Paul versus Lil John. I would have preferred that. I am looking forward to some different other battles. I mean, I heard the I don't even know is this Babyface and LA Reed and somebody else, Teddy, Teddy Riley. Riley. Yeah. So that one got postponed from today, but somebody brought up another point. Teddy Riley and I think uh LA Reed or whoever the other competitor is, they both worked on like the same Bobby Brown songs. So who can play who could play the song? Who gets to choose who can use that? Play the first shit. Is he so upset? So I, I I'm mad that people are acting like production and rap isn't collaborative process. The rule should be: Hey, if you get if you got credited and got, get a royalty check and have a platinum plaque or gold plaque in your house, then you can use it. You know what I'm saying? Like the the shit was a shit show from the beginning with the rules. I get it; it's just for fun. But I feel like Manny Fresh did cross the line with Scott Storch with those skits, and I thought that's because he ultimately knew he had no chance in hell in winning the battle. Yeah, that, that's when you. That's when I was like, yeah, he knew he he knew he he fucked up. He had he had a skit before the shit even started. Or whatever. Like he did a whole video, had some some clips in there, and then he started talking about the man's drug use. So, I mean, hey man, you got if you're if you're out here playing skits when it's like a beat battle, <laughs> that's 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 when you know it's like all right, I ain't got nothing. Let me just start throwing low blows. You know what I'm saying? Like, let your music do the talking for you. If you got if you got hits, play the hits, bro. Like, we don't need all this extra stuff. This ain't this ain't comic view. You know what I'm saying? Like, play well, it was it was a comic show for everybody who thought Manny Fresh won that battle. Shout out to Frederick Beats from Reduced Lunch Podcast. <laughs> so while we're on the battle, before we move off of that, I tweeted out three days prior to the battle, if anybody plays R. Kelly in one of these battles, are they automatically disqualified? And we surely found out the answer to that question because they were not. So, so I saw a lot of tweets. I harvested a lot of tweets about this R. Kelly shit. It was about a 50-50 mixed bag, man. Like, even when I initially tweeted out there, one of the homies was like, you know, R. Kelly's canceled, but he do got some heat. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it, we can't we can't lie to ourselves. The man, all the other stuff aside, the man was a beast. You know if there was a battle between R&B singers, nobody would beat R. Kelly. Nobody. R. R. Kelly is the most producer, producing, too. performing. R. Kelly against whoever R. Kelly is winning that. Legal charges, it's a rap. Pissing on people, it's a rap. <laughs> Tapes, it's a rap. But I was I was uh, I was kind of confused, man. I was like, hey man, I thought R. Kelly was canceled, dog. Like, what's what's why is it why did the, the IG lives number they dipped, but then they went right back up? I mean, so, I mean yeah, if, nah. if, you, if you look in the chat, because I was in the chat, if you look in the chat and you saw T Pain's face, I even before he played the song, he was like let me just go ahead and apologize now for playing this song because I know how y'all gonna feel when I play this. I'm, I'm gonna play it, but I, you know, I know how y'all gonna feel, you know. And like he gave a little, you know, a pre-warning, like, hey, I know that I shouldn't play this, but I'm under, under, unmatched. Like he needed something, and so he played it, and then you can see it on his face because everybody in the comments was like, really, T Pain. Like even like Wiz Khalifa was in the comments, like, not a Robert, bro, like. Verified people. Bum B said something like, "Yeah." Exactly. So my thing is, is it is that how they really feel, or are they just doing what they have to do in public? Because I mean, the, the comment, I mean, who would have known? Like, if Bum B doesn't say anything, no one's gonna be like, "Why did Bum B say something? Why was Khalif?" Like, no, no, one, no one's gonna say anything. But a lot yeah. of people said something about it. I mean, that whole thread is a who's who, though. I'm pretty sure think pieces would have appeared like, "Oh, where are the rappers? Nobody said anything crazy about this." Blah 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 blah. And I, I tweeted to one of the homies uh, who stole the rum. 
and he was like, uh, he said something to the effect like, hey, I don't remember hearing that song or whatever, whatever. People left the chat like you said. But what I said is like, it's cool and easy to leave a digital club. But if you're in the club and you've already paid a cover charge, you're about to bag, you know, shorty at the bar who you bought five drinks and R. Kelly comes on, are you leaving the club? Probably not. Because you're not finna waste all that money you spent. So, like, it's, it's easy and cool to, 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 yeah, to throw your, your morality like badge in people's faces. 20,000 people left. So and they came right back. 20,000 out of 250,000. Hashtag selective morality. What? What do you prove by like just leaving an Instagram live battle of artists that you that you because we were, I was already in there for like almost two hours, you know what I'm saying? He plays five seconds of R. Kelly. Now I gotta stand, I gotta be like, oh, well, I will not stand for this. I'm out of here. I'm not, like, you, I'm not saying you do, but I mean, even mean for him, it. even for him to even play that, he's like, man, y'all, he's, he's telling y'all we're he foolish, he, we're full of shit. Like, it's not bullshit. bullshit. What, what are we supposed to do? Like, we got to cancel T-Pain? I'm just, hey, man. It was enough for uh, Tribbles, shouts to the Ice DJ, to make a R. Kelly-less playlist. So apparently it means something to somebody somewhere. That Yeah, I mean, why did he do it? I mean, at the end of the day, the dude has such, he has such a huge impact on hip-hop and R&B for so, ever since, like, 90, 90 or 91. Like, sure, he did some horrible things. I'm sure some of your favorite rappers have done some horrible things. And and that's the thing. Like if you're say if you're right. if you're looking for the playlist of these songs and you and you're someone like me who doesn't listen to R. Kelly, like, yeah, you're gonna you're going to want an R. Kelly list less playlist. It makes it easier for you now. If you're just in the live chat and just happen to play it, like I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna be so outraged that I leave. Like I understand why he played it, but it's I feel like it's a little bit different when you're at home. Or just out and about, just choosing to listen to R. Kelly. Like I didn't make that joke. Like T Pain played the song. Like, okay, yeah, exactly. I, I felt like to me, I didn't think the song was big enough to like a big enough hit. Uh, I'm a flirting remix is hard. I'm burning. I mean, burned. it was, That's but it's like T Pain had enough in the team where you could have avoided that one. And you could argue R. Kelly probably had the, the best verse on the song. He did. Yeah, I was, yeah. when, I'm, when I was listening to that verse, that verse don't sound as good now, bro. Some of that stuff you were saying, I was like, <laughs> I don't know if you can say that now, bro. It sounds weird coming from, it's, it, sounded, it sounded weird coming out of his mouth. I'm like, bro, this shit sounds creepy as fuck. Like I said, I, I get everybody has their own moral line, but I mean, I've spoken about this on the podcast. I think of the whole list. Just go Google some of these people that are still prominent in the forefront of like society with uh entertainment like just go google what aerosmith was doing back in the day i don't know how he's allowed to be on tv or around like children and in, in in general so you know i, I bet when don't want to miss a thing comes on people are still weeping and crying and acting the fool but you know whatever we got to get r kelly out the paint though i mean he's in jail <laughs> He is. That's kind of like Aerosmith, the, Aerosmith should like probably standard. be in that's jail. The, that's the standard for like if you're gonna get canceled. Did you go to jail for this? Okay, well you gotta go, bro. Are you still in jail? Yeah, you like yeah. And even then, like there's still people that still listen to R. Kelly. Like it is what it is. Like I'm, I'm not gonna be that person who's like, hey, no one should listen to R. Kelly. I'm not gonna like. I literally just said like, you put R. Kelly in a battle with anybody, any R&B singer, damn near any rapper. Any artist, I would bet money on R. Kelly to win. 
Yeah, we have to actually cancel ourselves since we've we've reached a reached a threshold for speaking about Robert Kelly. So we're just gonna cancel ourselves after this episode. So it is what it is. But moving on, staying on music. This is definitely a heavy music episode. <sighs> and it, it just it always comes down to this. Some fucking nonsense. Your boy Aubrey. You know, the six god, six six six. He, he's been out here and he thinks he's slick. He thinks he's low. He's been in these Instagram live battle comments, you know, saying chirping at people. Anyway, back to your regular scheduled appointment. Fuck you. Don't talk about Aubrey like that. The dude dropped another banger. Another banger. And something for everybody to do during the quarantine. Drake is actually a hero. So go ahead and say the rest of your piece. I had to go ahead and cut you off to sit you down, but another banger. And I am going to drop the video tomorrow of me doing the Tootsie slide. Yes. Thank you. This is going to be great. Yes, definitely. Y'all go follow uh, Adolphus' TikTok account that he has somewhere. But anywho, Aubrey dropped the uh, the Tootie slide. Uh, Tootsie. The, oh, the Tootie slide or whatever. I call it Tootie slide because it's a bunch of bullshit. That's why it's a Tootie slide, in my opinion. I will not put any respect on that that nonsense. He's been in these IG Graham comments trying to get screenshotted and, you know, hey, drop this song and, hey, play this unreleased track. You know, strategic marketing is like, oh, yeah, I'm releasing this song on Thursday. There are people that were saying, like, the, the next decade run of Drake starts Thursday with this new song. First of all, if you were excited for an adult to drop a song called the Tootsie Slide, I have questions. I have mad questions. And so he dropped the song. And of course, on Twitter, you know, he can't miss Twitter comes out the woodworks talking about, oh, this song is the greatest shit that ever hit hit the market. You know, Drake is. Oh, shit. I did that on accident. My bad. Wow. He did. Oh, you know, my, yeah. I tried yeah. to read mine. My bad. Yeah. Talking about Drake is back and this is great and blah, 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 blah. And I didn't want to be a hater. I didn't want to be one of those people that show up on the internet and hate on something immediately after it comes out. So I listened to the song. I'm like, this ain't it, man. Like, and and that's okay. Like, he can miss. He's missed before, and I feel like this is another miss. For me, honestly, and this might be blasphemous, but for me personally, this takes Drake out of the conversation for best rapper of all time. Wow, just completely out of the conversation. Out of the conversation. This we're wow. now we we've entered into a different realm because there are people that would argue like they would look at his catalog compared to Jay Z, saying like, oh, at this point in Jay Z's career, you know, he was doing this with like the Blueprint too. You know, he had all these songs and blah 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 yada 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 yada. Imagine imagine Jay Z having to drop a single to chase a hit with the wackest dance I have ever seen in my life. A dance that he said he released earlier to some dancers, and this is what he got. Imagine Jay-Z doing something like that. Imagine anybody that we call the GOAT doing that. Imagine when Kendrick Lamar drops his next album, he's chasing a hit with some some weird-ass Hotep dance. It's not like, a Hotep dance. First I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, for, me, for me, this is, and I get it, he's, he's good at what he's good at, being a pop artist. But for me, as far as greatest rappers alive, this is he's out of the conversation for me. Like I 
Imagine Jay Z coming out with this shit. Imagine Jay Z pulling a stunt like this. Jay Z's forty nine years old or fifty years what, old. What about when he wasn't forty nine years old? Bro, he's a different style of rapper. I, I, I think my only uh, issue with the the Tusi slide is that it doesn't feel organic. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, in the, in my feelings, like that dance that took off, that felt more organic. Like a like uh, Shiggy, whatever. He was just like, you know what? I just made this dance and it just took off. This one seems more contrived because, like you said, he actually sent this song to some dancers, some TikTok people, and he's like, "Hey, can y'all make a dance to this song," and they did. And this, and the the thing about the dance is, it's super easy. Like, I feel like this song is going to be the song of the summer. Like, I like the song. I'm surprised. I haven't seen. I haven't seen any. I haven't seen a single TikTok of people doing this dance. And this song is for millennials. This song is for us. Because y'all, y'all have seen these other dances that these young kids are doing, like Gen Z is doing. This fucking renegade. It's like 20 damn steps to do the fucking dance. Or you have to, you need like a PowerPoint presentation to learn how to do it. This song is super easy. The directions are in the song. You think about songs like the cha-cha slide, the wobble, the Casper slide part two. They tell you what to do. That's what we like. And Drake delivered that. And maybe this is just, you know. Who asked artists, for this? Who asked for this? I don't, I, I mean. Look, how I, you deliver something nobody was asking for? That's like, that's yeah, like. Let the man speak. It's just like a dildo showing my doorstep. Like, well, I don't need that. I didn't ask for that. He, I don't want that. He, he, is, he, he, is, he is chasing. I'll say that. He's chasing. Why? He is the biggest artist in the world. He and that's embarrassing. You don't even need to do that. The the last the last four song or last three songs, like Say What's Real, the Chicago Freestyle, those songs were okay, but none of those songs are sticking. The uh Life is Good song, everybody that, that's a future song. A future they say that's future song, future wash break on that. So that's yeah. not really good you don't even have a verse in the remix. Yeah. So this this is this song is gonna whatever album he's working on. This has to be on it because this I feel like this this song is gonna do some numbers. I feel like it's gonna do some numbers. I feel like it's gonna be big. I don't know if it's gonna be as big as in my feelings was, and I don't think it's gonna be as big as um, God's plan. You know what I'm saying? But like the, the the only thing I feel like that's holding this song back is that it doesn't feel organic. Like God's plan, not a great song, but the video really propelled it. Because of what he was doing in the video, and then the "In My Feelings" song, like the the people, the the people made the dance, and then they started doing it, and that built the song up to what it was, what it became. And then he did the music video and brought everybody else in, in it together. He made it; it was a communal thing. Because if you see the video, it's a bunch of clips from the internet of people doing the dance that they like that shit he created. So it's more like this is a so this is this is our music video. I, it's just got my name on it. This seems a little bit more like strategic marketing with TikTok and trying to get the young kids and try to get that viral moment. And for Drake, that's that's what he's about. And that and that's kind of where we. Uh, there's a video. I, I guess I, should, I probably should tweet it out. But there was a discussion between like Drake and Kendrick Lamar, and the point of the video was saying that Drake is Michael Jackson and Kendrick is Prince. And the reason they, they chose those two is that they're saying that Drake is chasing hits now. 
he's not trying to make classic albums anymore. Like Kendrick is trying to make classic, timeless, like artistically, you know, bold music. And Drake is just out here like, all right, how do how do I get another hit? How do I stay on the billboards? How do I go platinum again? How do I get another, you know, song of the year? And that's what this is. Like this is a this is just an example of him trying to create a, a song that's going to be big for the year. And, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, we can go back and play it and be like, oh, that was a moment. But, you know. Uh, are we sure? This is, it's a little early to say it's a moment, man. A lot of people were people like, I'm getting mixed reviews. And uh, don't ever, don't let me catch none of y'all doing this shit in public, bro. <laughs> right, man, my, my shout out to KJ Dallas kid, man. He needs to learn how to do one of these dances. He's, he's one of the young cats. He can't footsaw shuffle. Yeah, this is for KJ. This isn't for me. This is for KJ. And also, I, push yourself I actually kind of agree with Marcus on this take in the sense of, to me, I do feel like it was forced. I feel like Drake and his team saw what Mob Ties was doing uh, as, it, as it relates to TikTok, probably scheming together to come up with some sort of new dance to get more streams for it. So it doesn't feel authentic um, as far as the dance. Dance is also really, really easy. Um, but to me, to your point, taking him out of the top five, like over one song, like, come on, man. Like, you, you can't do that. I like, think there's, I can. I, there, there's a reason why he dropped this song with the video first. You know what I'm saying? Like, it came out at the same time. Like, you, if he had just put the song out, it probably doesn't do much without the accompanying video with the dance. Like, you needed the dance with it. Somebody so. said it was the hip-hop hokey pokey. And that's exactly <laughs> That's what but I, I bet you did the hokey pokey, didn't you, as a child? So, but that's the thing. Simple, simple, like scrambled eggs as a child too doesn't mean it was right. So doesn't mean it was wrong. Simple songs with a catchy melody. <laughs> simple songs with a catchy melody or like timeless songs. Like those songs last forever. Like They're I said, to me, back. I'm gonna do this. I remember when you niggas didn't like Kobe. Not you too, but I'm just saying the, the world. I remember when you niggas didn't like Kobe, and all of a sudden he's died. You finally he's finally getting his flowers after he died, and I kind of feel like I don't want to say that Drake's on that level, but even the same thing with Jordan. I can remember as a kid, people they hated Jordan because he was so successful, and that's what I feel like I see so many people such as South Breeze do, is because an artist is uber successful. False. You know, if they're not making the music that you want to hear, you false. hate it. You know, false. you don't give the dude his flowers at all. When That's we false. look back in 20 years at that greatest hits album, it's gonna be at least a, a triple disc, damn near. Not and a lot of rappers, not a lot of rappers could go up against nobody. Right nobody's denying nobody's but denying people that. like you and my future baby mama Jeff, every <laughs> chance you get. Oh my God! Every chance you get, and give. Oh, he was here. Up, I'll be over. Hey, hey. Oh, come on, dog. Look, now, I gotta, now I gotta work. Now I gotta. Jesus, see, you're making me do way too much work editing. Now I gotta go back and find uh, at this point where I have to edit this out. Oh wow! And, and those are those are clearly lies because the first tweet I put out was Drake is too big of an artist to have to do this. I've never said Drake is not a good artist or don't put out good music. This just ain't it. The last, the last. It, it, it is fair to say that it is fair to say that Drake doesn't need to chase a hit, chase a viral moment, you know, 
jumped. Did you see his house? Did y'all see his house? Did you see the house? This house is like a hotel. Like when ain't no, ain't no hit that need to be chased. Rich Carlton, damn near. And I hope he got a lot of guns in that house because he definitely showed everybody like what the layout was. So shout to him. But uh, shout to can't miss Twitter because uh, right hand Drake 2015. Remember that? Neither do I, because the shit didn't stick. What? What? The song you put out called "Right Hand." Nah. It, it, my point exactly. Didn't, <laughs> didn't didn't stick. Did not stick. Uh, Signs twenty seventeen, cool art cover. Remember that? Neither do I, because it didn't hit. Go back and check out these songs. Signs Drake twenty. How many songs does J Cole put out that don't stick? I mean, we're, it, not, it, we're not talking about Jermaine Cole. Are we? We're talking about Drake. Now, what I also point out is the thing I mean, that kind of Tupac put out the, the thing. thing that aggravates me with Drake is that also in 2016, when he is motivated to rap, you have charged up, which was cool, and then back to back right after that, which was kind of like a, a more organic hit and diss track that still bangs to this day. And that's what pissing me off because when he wants to actually rap and put out some bars, he can do it on demand. He's just like, I, again, he's not, it doesn't seem like he's motivated to give people like myself the, you know, full album of 4 p.m. Calabasas or 6 p.m. New York. Like, that's what I want. And I know he can do it just for whatever reason. He just refused to. I don't know what he has to lose by not doing it. It's not like he has nothing better to do with his time. I wish I could. I I wish I could pull up the guy's name because we were actually talking about this as far as like uh, artists artists feeling like they aren't able to experiment with their sounds. They can't try something new. Like I actually I've listened to an interview before Views came out. Drake was saying that he wanted that to be mostly R&B, mostly of him singing, but he knew that this, he was scared that his fans wouldn't gravitate towards it and it wouldn't do. You know whatever numbers that he wanted it to do so he had to he felt like he had to force rap on there and when you're someone like drake and you still like it's almost like he's still insecure like he drake has made it he made it like he is at the top when you get to a point you should be able to try new things do something different take a risk take a chance you know what i'm saying like be comfortable in who you are and then you can go out and do different things but like I've, I've said before, I don't think Drake is comfortable with himself or he doesn't really know who he is because he's acting. So, you know, you got artists like uh, Childish Gambino who explores and tries different sounds and plays around with different genres. Even Kendrick with the Pimper Butterfly, that was a different sound that it wasn't, you know, the contemporary, you know, hip hop music. Artists like Outkast and, and others that have tried different things and aren't scared to push the bar, push the, you know, push the sound, push the culture. Even even like Lil Uzi Vert, Lil Wayne, like all these artists that are aren't afraid to try something different. Drake needs to he needs to be able to do that. Like if you want to be an all timer, you can either just keep putting out the same song over and over again, going number one over and over again, because at this point that's what he's gonna do, or you can try something different, or you can take a risk. And a lot of artists don't do that. A lot of artists don't take risks. Uh, people in general don't take risks. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard. It's scary to take a risk to try something new. But it's, sometimes it, it needs to be done. And at this point, you know, 
a lot of a lot of these songs Drake has been putting out, they're they're going number one because they go number one, but they aren't sticking. And I I think this is going to. I think this will be the one. But Drake is gonna have to switch it up a little bit. And at some point, he's gonna have to really actually be vulnerable about himself and his feelings and what's going on in his life because people want to hear that stuff. Yeah, his his fans will not hold him accountable. So, I mean, it is what it is, man. So, <clears throat> but anywho, look at all these haters surrounding me every day, hating on Aubrey, but they can't stop his pain. Stop all these haters, they can't take it no more. Giving soft priest trying to take mine, the best get yours. So what you hating for? And in the news, <laughs> R.I.P. to the legend William Harris Withers Jr., also known as Bill Withers, who is known for some of his big hits like Ain't No Sunshine, Grandma's Hands, Use Me, Lean On Me, Lovely Day, and Just the Two of Us. Um, he passed away at the age of 81. You know, if you if you're not hip to his music, if you didn't even, if you didn't even know who he was, I'm sure you were impacted by some of his songs. You've probably heard them and maybe didn't know the name. Um, I just want to know y'all's thoughts and what were your favorite Bill Withers songs if you actually listened to his music or not, which I I feel like we all did. But yeah, I mean, he's I honestly I didn't know that he was he was still alive. Honestly, like maybe that's just uh, being like kind of out of the loop with him. I, and he, like he's not a, I'm not gonna say he was like an artist like I checked for all the time because I went and like uh, uh, looked up all like I was like oh well, let me see what albums he put out he put out hella albums like I, I was like oh he was out here working working but uh, he was he's obviously one of the you know great singer songwriters like ever like he's like ain't no sunshine is one of the greatest songs ever performed I don't know if he wrote it but. Ain't No Sunshine is a great song, like a damn near perfect song. And whenever you hear it, you know what it is. And you know what it can, you know, bring out of people. And even like Lean On Me, simple song, but everybody knows it. Everybody knows the words of that song. And he's he's one of those people that it's like, he's just subconsciously there, his music is, because you've heard it for 30 years. So it's, it's always there. You, like you grow up listening to it. Like you're just like, a, as a kid, you don't know who Bill Withers is, but you know what Lean On Me is. You know that song. You know Ain't No Sunshine. You know just the two of us, but, you know, it's it sucks, man. But, I mean, he, he put out some really good stuff. Like he put out, he literally put out timeless stuff because I, you know, if you'd have told me he died 20 years ago, I would have believed you because I, I, didn't, I didn't know. And but those songs still carry a lot of weight, Mr. Savage. Uh, well, I was first introduced to uh, Mr. Withers actually by uh, Will Smith when he released the song uh, "Just the Two of Us" off the Getting Jiggy With It album. Yeah. I had heard of the songs because, like I said, you, you grow up; it's certain songs that you just hear throughout your life. Um, but that was the first time, like I really, someone told me actually who he was, and that was his song because it was sampled. Um, but yeah, like songs like Lean On Me, just just powerful songs. He's always had them. Uh, I'm gonna be honest, I wouldn't really check him for him either to know whether he was dead or alive. Uh, probably couldn't even tell you what he looks like, really. But 
definitely in, in like our culture, he was um he put out songs that are timeless classics, like and they will still be classics as we grow older, like some of the most chill music that you can listen to, you know, and even powerful and uplifting things like Lean on Me is really a powerful song. So definitely RIP to Bill Withers and um that's pretty much it. Yeah, I uh I definitely uh check out Bill Withers. Um I mean one of the I don't know how I know this, maybe from reading or maybe just from hearing it, but the song Grandma's Hands is the sample for the song No Diggity, if you go back and listen to it. So definitely, if you didn't know that, go check it out. It's interesting how they sample it, but Grandma's Hands is probably one of my favorite Bill Weathers tracks. Tells a great story. Um, Definitely timeless music. So definitely, definitely, guys, check out different music. Again, a lot of people complain about, oh, I'm sick of hearing the same 35 songs. There are other artists out there in the world in the past that have put out music that is usually the foundation for a lot of the music we hear now with regarding samples and stuff like that. So uh, I know we don't really have CD books to read where you can actually get that information. But, you know, do your Googles, you know, stop doing the switch it up challenge and TikTok dances and retweeting porn on my timeline and go Google some some shit that might actually uh, make your life a little bit better. The, the switch up challenge, organic, that just happened. Like, who made that up? Drake didn't do that, because that song came out like a few years ago. Yeah, and it's it's getting out of control. So It is. It is. They're doing a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, again, we're still on quarantine. <clears throat> I'm actually getting ready to go back to work for, like, the first time and shit, I think since, like, March 17th, I think. Yeah, it's, it's been a uh, it's been interesting. Definitely ready to get about the house. I think this quarantine is kind of showing people that people don't mind working. They just want to actually not be worked to death. If that makes sense, because you get a lot of social interactions at work. Cause, I mean, there's only so much you could do at home. Like being at home for the, the almost the entire United States is like boosted TV shows, boosted TikTok shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really watch too much TV, but I've watched the Tiger King, which I would have never watched had I not been quarantined. Right. I started watching Ozarks, another show that Netflix is on Disney Plus is thrilled about. I'm only four episodes and I'm like, this shit is excellent. You know what I'm saying? So definitely uh, appreciate once we get back to whatever the new normal is and appreciate having a job and stop getting on Twitter and slandering jobs. Because a lot of the jobs that people made fun of on Twitter are the people that are actually still working. And also shout out to all the people that have lost their jobs. I've seen a lot of people on the timeline, you know. Hopefully it gets back right once everything gets back rolling. I've seen people have actually lost people they know from the coronavirus. And this is one of the things that initially was not taken seriously. But again, it's it's real. Like it's 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 getting people out of the paint. Rich, poor, old, young, like a 12 year olds die from it. Rich people have got it, rich people die from it, famous people die from it. It it doesn't discriminate. So definitely do what you're supposed to do. Wash your funky ass hands. You know what I'm saying? Social distancing. Uh, listen to the smart people that are in charge of your state. Apparently, the governor of my home state. And I, if you haven't heard about this, this is probably this should be a fireball offense immediately. But uh, the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, said Wednesday, and this, these are his words. These are his words. He said. What we've been telling people from directors from the CDC for weeks now is that if you start feeling bad, stay home. Those individuals could have been infecting people before they felt bad, but we didn't know this until the last 24 hours. 
So you mean to tell me that the governor of an entire state of Georgia did not know the coronavirus could be contracted from people that are asymptomatic or not showing any symptoms as the president does a press conference every single day for hours about the coronavirus. The mayor of Atlanta shut the city down because she knew this. The CDC, the Center for Drug Control, is in Atlanta, which is in Georgia for people that don't know the geography. How are you not fired immediately for like if you if you if that's how how it went down, just don't say that. Just lie because that just shows extreme negligence. And so he did initially shut down the state, you know, have a stay at home warning. But then like the next day, he opened up all the beaches in Georgia. Damn. So, yeah, yeah man. Hey, yeah. I, I don't want to I don't want to be like alarmist or anything but unless unless there's some medical breakthrough that comes around the corner here pretty soon and i don't think we're having sports for us a year i don't think it like i i don't think the nba is coming back i don't think the nfl season is going to happen this year like i i think and, and and i hope that i hope that i'm wrong i hope that someone is able to come up with a cure or a vaccine or something to where it's like kind of like the flu, where it's like, oh, I got this. Let me just take my flu shot or whatever, take my medicine, and I'll be fine. But unless we come up with something like that, I don't see how we have an NFL season this year. I don't see how it's possible. And I think a lot of people are gonna have uh, a lot of people are gonna have to look at themselves and say, like, who am I without sports? Because I know see we, on Twitter every day, yeah, people I mean, have no clue what to do. We like we talk about we talk about sports. There's you know the Dirty Bird Nation report. We don't actually we don't talk about sports a lot on this one. On Dirty Bird Nation, it's mostly all sports. But there's some people who are just kind of like going around tweeting about like you know how much they miss sports and they can't you know what's going to happen. Like I can't go without my college football. I can't go without NFL. I miss the NBA playoffs. And I I miss I miss watching basketball. Like I I went out and I bought NBA 2K because it was twenty dollars. But I went out and bought that so I can get my basketball fixed. But like, I'm not going like every day on. I think it's like Fox Sports One or ESPN. They're showing these retro football games, like old, you know, great football games, like Super Bowls and playoff games. Yeah, and ESPN is showing like simulated basketball games for two K. There's There's an NBA tournament. Yeah, there's an NBA players two K tournament, and people are watching on ESPN. And, and and I was almost I almost got to the point where I was like, do I actually love sports? Because I have like today I was at my mother in law's or my my in laws house, and the fourth quarter of Game Seven of uh, Kobe's last championship against the Celtics was on. So I sat down and I watched that. But other than that, since sports has been canceled, I haven't really gone to my TV to watch old games like they even played the Colts Super Bowl win they showed the Colts AFC championship game against the Patriots like I didn't watch any of that stuff because I'm like I don't really care for that and maybe maybe my mind will change come September when it's supposed to be football season and I and my and my tune changes I'm like oh maybe I really do need sports at this point there's a lot of good TV shows on there's a lot of sure is we we, I don't think we're going to be going to the movies anytime soon so hopefully you know, these streaming services will kind of go the route that Disney Plus did with that Onward movie 
and put it on the streaming services. But there's a lot of good movies out. I, I finished reading uh, Rick Ross's book, and I, I got a, a Kevin Durant book. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot. There's more to, to your life than sports. Like, I know sports is a big deal. I, I love sports, but if, I, if there's no football season, I feel like I'm still going to be okay. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm going to be all right. I'm going to find something else to do with my time and with my day. I'm actually trying to figure out how am I going to like date throughout this? Like I'm going to be on a treacherous long slump throughout this Uh, because I mean, all the restaurants are closed. Um, You know, the malls are closed. Like I I don't even wear like none of my good clothes. I basically just wear sweats and ballers and shit like that. So I haven't worn pants and boots. Yeah, it's, it's like life as we know it is definitely changing in front of us. And I kind of do wonder if we do get towards college football season, what do you do with guys that, you know, were sophomores this year and had a great year or, or even just great players like a Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or yeah. any of those guys where, okay, what if we what are we going to next year? Are we going to hold them hostage or can they, can they do a draft it's, next year? It's by age. It's like it's it's how is you have to be years you have to be three years removed from high school, so if they don't have the college season this year, if you're like Trevor Lawrence can go to the NFL the next year, he doesn't have to play this year if they cancel the season. But I mean, if you're like a lower end person, now you don't have as much tape. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be a real crapshoot. It's gonna be this is probably gonna be like uh like whatever your team does this year. You just hope that they don't do something drastic. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't trade up for a player that they didn't really get a chance to see and meet with. And, you know, like hopefully teams are more conservative with, you know, free agent signings and draft picks and stuff like that. Like I don't feel like people are going to take a lot of risks this year because you can't go out and see and you can't go out and watch and you can't do physicals right now. Like it's all like just, you know, going off a tape and that's it. You can't talk to them. You can't look them in the face and stuff like that. So I think it is interesting. If the NFL season does get canceled, I think it could have some positives, but it could also raise more questions, right? So if they still do the draft, right, you're still a rookie, but you never play. So do all those years awards go away? Like there's no no rookie of the year or anything like that. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, like no rookie of the year. And I think that's good because it gives them a chance to uh, – Gives them gives them a chance to uh, a lot of the older players to get back in shape and get healthy, heal up a little bit. But that could also have people thinking like, hey, is the NFL really for me? Do I want to keep playing? They might just end up having a lot of cash retired, too. You know, OK. And then my other thing with that is if we start to really look at maybe no sports to 2021 they can haggle the shit out of these rookies as far as what they're going to pay them, language in the contracts. Um, the rookies, they don't have anything they can hold out from because there's no season, you know what I'm saying? And then technically, if you're a rookie that doesn't necessarily like the team that draft you or your position, you could just re-enter the draft. Well, I don't see why you do that with no tape, but it, it, it's going to be a lot of confusing things going on. I'm also not a person that, like the sports, it's, it's not, not having sports, I'm not going back and doing, watching old stuff, remembering the times when I fell in love or anything like that. So it's just when it comes, it comes, you know, I I can't wait to get back to normal, but there's more to life than sports. Yeah, I can't, I can't do that. I think that because the NFL is going to be 
they're going to try to make this season happen. Like, it's going to take a lot for the NFL to be like, all right, the season's canceled. Because they're still doing the draft. They're having pe- they're sending, like, computers and cameras to prospects' houses with a box with every NFL team hat. Like, they're going on with everything that's, like, as if it's business as usual. Like, they're going – because the NFL makes a lot of money, a lot of money. And they are not trying to lose a cent of that. So, like, whatever they can do to keep this thing going, they are going to go until people say that they can't. They're going to keep it going. Word. Yeah. So, it'll be definitely interesting. There was a couple more things I want to get into. We'll probably jump on that later. Uh, uh, We're going to address this at some point. Mr. Jeff, Jeff underscore shock seven, who apparently thinks Rick Ross has no classic albums. We will address that at another point. But uh, I know we want to get the Marcus Music Minute back. If you're an OG listener, we but I haven't talked about music for a minute, even though we've kind of talked about music the whole ep. But if there's anything specific you want people to know about music-wise, this is your chance. Okay, uh, I guess the, the album that I would recommend people to listen to is it's called "It Is What It Is" by Thundercat. He's a bass guitarist slash singer, really talented on the guitar. I would check out his previous album for more like intricacies with him playing it. Like he played it a little bit more uh, feverishly on the last one. This one was, there's a little bit more, it's more melodic. There's a lot more strings on this one, but I really enjoy listening to his music. But the main thing I wanted to get to was I saw a post of someone saying that uh, Taylor Swift is a better artist than Beyonce. And when that person was asked for five reasons why um, Taylor Swift Taylor Swift is a better artist than um, Beyonce, she couldn't really answer that. But uh, I, I posed that question to Twitter, and I believe it was Lex came and he he answered the question, but he answered it as if he was like a Taylor Swift fan, and he was saying that you know Taylor Swift writes her own songs, she plays instruments. She doesn't have an ass to shake. And what was the other one? I can't remember the other two. But either way, Beyonce doesn't write all of her own songs, which is, I mean, you can do that what you want. She doesn't play instruments. And I don't feel like Beyonce, like her career, she hasn't relied solely on dancing. Like, so I asked the person, I was like, all right, so, because I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. I went back, I asked her, I'm like, hey, what is Taylor Swift's best album? And she told me what it was. She said it's called it's the Red Album. I went through, I gave it, I gave it a listen, I gave it another listen, I gave it two listens. The second half of the album is pretty good, but the vocals just, I, from what I understood, I thought Taylor Swift was a good singer, just the way people talked about her. But after listening to this album, she sounds like a studio singer. Like they got, they kind of adjust her voice in a way that makes her sound good. And even with that, she is not vocally on the same level as Beyonce. And that's like, objectively speaking, like if there was someone that was a better singer than Beyonce, like I would say that, but Taylor Swift is not that. She isn't a better singer. She's not as good of an artist in my opinion, but objectively speaking, Taylor Swift is not a better singer than Beyonce. And she's not a better entertainer either. And I can only give you so much credit with your songwriting. Like, if you're writing mediocre songs, then why should I give you credit for writing that? Like, get a better songwriter. And that's it. That was over a minute, but... 
Listen to Thundercat. How about that? Listen to him. Yeah, I definitely went back uh, today. I think today and yesterday, I listened to every album you put out up until I'm on the Drink album right now. That's a little I'm I'm trying to figure out, and this could come off slanderous, but I'm trying to figure out who Thundercat makes music for. Like, who is his audience? Like, I feel like he makes music for himself, and it's just really good for what it is. But I I'm trying to figure out like who I couldn't point to somebody and say you're a Thundercat fan or this is for you because he's not. It? Huh? You know what he looks like? Yeah, I know what he looks like. He's a weirdo. Okay, so that so he's like a total. He's a he like and he, he like he makes music for you. He likes anime. Yeah, I heard that. I heard some Dragon Ball Z references. Definitely. Uh, speaking of anime, since we've gotten to that point, oh, fuck. <laughs> I checked out one this week. I need to check out the manga, but it's called Tower of God. It's actually pretty interesting. Um, essentially, it's about this dude that's trying to find his like some girl, but in order to do this, you have to enter this trial, which is like climbing the tower of god so skip past the first part he actually gets to the first floor and this is what kind of intrigued me when i saw the clip on uh, twitter it looked like some hunger game shit because like the premises for the first floor is this 400 people in order to advance to the second floor 200 people gotta die so as soon as they say that just cats start going ham so he's like this little weak dude with a little sword and this big ass giant dude runs up on him and he starts running and dude like catches up to him kicks him down he's like yo why are you over here begging for your life because he's trying to ask for help and then like as soon as he's about to kill a little kid he gets shot in the chest with like 12 arrows and then you see the dude with the the bow and arrow about to shoot him with the arrow and he gets sniped in the head so it's I was like, oh shit, this shit is kind of lit. So definitely check it out. Tower of God. Uh it's on a VRV app. There's only one episode out, but I think the manga is a little further along. So but that's all I got. Definitely shout out to everybody who listens to us, representing, holding it down. Uh y'all got any closing words? Yeah, definitely want to give a shout out to um It's Tribbles, Gift Queen, uh Angelic Flows, uh our compadre, uh, me madre, uh, El Chapa, you know, um, I know I talk a lot of shit, but you know, it's all love. Um, thanks to everybody that, uh, always keeps it true, uh, to the nigga that was talking shit about Rick Ross, you're a stupid motherfucker, but we'll address you next week. Savage out. Oh, you know what? Shout out to my job too, man. Like, you know, a lot of niggas is actually worried, like really worried and concerned with everything that's going on. Uh, my job just told me, hey, man, just stay home. You know what I'm saying? They've really been supportive throughout the uh, the matter. So uh, definitely if you're if you're going through some things, uh, whether it's from a job perspective, bill collectors or anything like that, make sure you keep in mind for who's not down for you while you're down. So. Um, if a cell phone company ain't trying to help you out, ain't trying to give you that extension, as soon as you get back on your feet, drop the ass. If a job uh, isn't offering you anything, doesn't care anything about your livelihood, as soon as you can, drop the ass. Do better. That's what we got to do. Um, anyway, I'm savage as always, and I'm out. Yeah, uh, shout out to El Chapo. Um, shout out to Itch Tribbles with the, uh, the Ox DJ, like with all, because I missed the. I missed the beginning of the Manny Fresh Scott Storch 
uh, battle. So uh, the Ox DJ had that playlist out pretty much like 10 minutes after it's done. So with all these battles going on on Instagram Live, uh, definitely check out the uh, the Ox DJ and uh, wash your hands. Stay inside if you can. If like, unless you got to, just stay in the house. Like, we out. Peace. <laughs> <What the fuck? laughs>